You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the WCV Podcast. It's Jeremy, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just another week closer to some NHL hockey. You're so close. Training camps have officially opened league-wide. We are 19 days away from regular season hockey. Uh, what is it? Five days from the first preseason? No, three days, four days. I don't pay attention to when preseason starts. I don't know why. I don't, really I don't know. First game's, first game's <laughs> Tuesday. First game's Tuesday against St. Louis and St. Louis. But so hockey is back. Lots have been going on. You know, usually when the training camps open up, you hear a lot of news about, you know, players with their physicals and who's who's in, who's out, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that has come out, a lot of uh, retirements, a couple surprises on that list. But let's kick it off with a little Hawks talk. Uh, we'll kick it off with the showcase, uh, prospect showcase that happened last weekend. We mentioned a little bit about, uh, talked about last episode, about some of the players that were going to play in it. Um, it was against Minnesota. And uh, Tanner called it first off with a little injury there. But yeah, a couple quick things about that um, that I saw. I didn't watch the full games. Um, I kind of saw highlights a little bit here and there. But uh, first thing that stood out to me, Riker looks ready. Oh, yeah. He was far, like he was by far the best player on that ice there. Uh, he had a little bit of an injury scare on Friday when I was like, God damn it, we fucking jinxed it. Because I think we literally said, Lucas Reichel's gonna get hurt or something or like that. No, oh, it was it was if there was any chance of him like pro- yeah, possibly yeah, yeah. being hurt, then it's like shut it down, shut it down, yeah, <laughs> shut but, it down. So he came, but he was it fine. He came back. He actually finished with four assists on the on the game on Sunday. Um, he's just controlling the puck out there. He's looking good, and it's easy to get excited. But the thing is, you gotta also remember who he's playing against. It's prospects. It's guys that aren't even ready to like sniff the NHL. So he's essentially the big fish in the, in the small pond right there. But regardless, the fact that he's showing how far above he was compared to the other players out there, gives you some confidence and some excitement that he's ready to take that next step. Um, so training camp is going to be really interesting for him to see if he is going to come out uh, on opening night roster or what they're going to, what their plan is. I can't imagine them bringing him in to Chicago and then just sending him back down like they did last year. I think it's, you you just decide one thing. You start him in Rockford, and then when you feel he's ready, he's up for good. Or you start him in Chicago and only send him down if the, if it's like absolutely needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's just it's time. <laughs> like he he was basically playing a game in the AHL last year. He's what 20, 20 years 20, old, twenty one, I think. Um. Yeah. It's. I think it's just like. Let him play, especially let him play with Kane. Like absorb him, as much as you can from Kane. That, that that wing spot on his on his line is open. So like, just give him as much on there as possible. Like we saw what it, he's done with other players that have played on that wing, and if he can just get a lot of that offense, and I mean it's going to run through Kane's line no matter who's on it. So having him on there is going to be really good. And you're but, right. whereas like where I've mentioned before, where like don't rush other guys up to the team because the team's going to be bad. All those guys aren't going to be on a line with Patrick Kane. That's why like Lucas Reichel is going to be on a line with Patrick Kane. 
Like, yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna. That's what's gonna happen. So, yeah, he had 57 points in 56 games last year. Yeah, it's a different situation too because he he has that year of pro hockey, North American pro hockey. We got him over here to adjust to the rink size. 20 years old. Yeah. yeah, 20 years old. He's got the experience already. Put him with Kane. Tie like they literally should be conjoined twins the entire season that while Kane's still here. Yeah. And just let him absorb as much as possible. Let Kane just replace the brinket with, with Reichel, essentially, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um I how great would it be like he he's game one like on Kane's line and just scores like for a shift. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to immediately just be like, the Hawks are going all the way. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, the false sense of hope there. Yeah. So another player that kind of really stood out to me um, was the Cole Gutman. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. that didn't resign with Tampa. He just never signed. Never, yeah, never signed with Tampa. Davidson picked him up. Uh, he's an, he's a nifty little guy, man. He, when I say little guy, he literally is a little guy. He's like five, nine. And I think the Blackhawks have him listed at like one sixty seven. Uh, yeah, he's on, on tap friendly. He's listed as five ten, one sixty three. Okay. So yeah, tiny, tiny guy around like, that size. <laughs> yeah. He's a center. He wins draws big, like big time draws. Um, so he, you know, that's a great to have there. He was he knows how to win. He played for Denver. He was the captain of Denver last year when they won the national championship. He 45 points in 41 games. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to pull up right there. Thank you. You're um, welcome. The thing is that I just think right now his size might keep him off this this roster opening night. Um, I think though that he's gonna be one of those like first man up type of situation when somebody needs to come up from Oxford. I, I I don't know. I hope he can figure like kind of they can find a way to use him. Um, it's just it's really tough right now because it's like you don't know the mindset of like how they're they're building their forwards the forward unit out. But I mean, if if he stays in in Rockford and he plays as well as he did in at the University of Denver, just kind of carries that over. That like a team could be pretty good, pretty good young like AHL team. Yeah, and. Whoever is leading that team, like everybody's got a chance. Like they're all the oldest guy on this roster right now is Buddy Robinson. He's 30. But I mean, Dylan Sakura at 27. Just like the guys that were signed, but with like you have plenty of like draft picks that are that are down there. Um, yeah, I mean they could be a good young little group, man. And so it's not like there's like a ton of veterans down there that are right. like going to be playing on certain lines it's like all these guys are going to be fighting for that first line in the, in the ahl you're going to get the playing time down there and yeah. and let them have fun and in gel like we were talking about that with the when we we're talking about the d like the young defenseman it goes for the forwards too let these guys build chemistry down in rockford and let them get that i don't want to say cocky i mean confidence the confidence that in their yeah. team so that when they are ready to make the jump it's the main, the main difference is, you know, hey, got to learn how to play against the best. You know, like that's that's what you want. You want them gelled. You want them ready to go. Um, speaking of the defensemen, the few defensemen that stood out to me uh, was Velasque or Vlasic. Um, dude, he's so big. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to be a monster up there. Um, and then the other 
kid that really stood out was uh Korchinski. He, Korchinski, yeah. He looked really already looked pretty confident with the puck out there. Like, I don't know, man. If this was any other year, I would say he's got a shot to like would like Oh, if it was a Bowman year, then they'd probably just bring yeah, him up right like, away. He yeah. might yeah, he might have convinced like, you know, get some time up in the NHL. I think he will play in the NHL at some point this year. But I think oh, really be, I th- I think so. I think he sees maybe like towards the end of the season when they. Think I mean, he's-, he's still got like time to like stay in the minors, like not even in the minors, like in in junior. Like I don't know if they bring him up that soon. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be if surprised he, if he got like like seven to nine. Is it nine games? It's ten or is game 10? ten. Yeah, game ten is when you. If burn. he got like nine games at the end of the year. I think you'd still be able to go down to junior because he's still eligible to play in juniors until he's 20. He's only 18 years old. Does he play for in juniors again? Uh, fuck. Um, it is. Oh, the Thunderbirds, Seattle Thunderbirds. Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming he didn't switch teams. Cause I, I, I don't know if that happened at all, but that's just what he's listed at. That's where he was um, drafted Draft from. Him. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do give him a couple games. I see. I now I'm going back. Like no, don't don't do it. Just yeah, don't send him back down to juniors and let's go because he's what 18. Like yep, take it easy. Um, but that's one of the things that like it's possible you get like nine games at the end of the year when like when they don't matter. Yeah, well, I mean, then or somebody gets hurt, like whatever. After after the trade deadline, and you want to just like cycle through some young guys, get them some NHL time. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if it also if like happens. CHL season's over, hundred percent. So that yeah, that was my couple takeaways from that. Um, Colton Doc, who was pretty good out there, um, got hurt. He's in concussion protocol. Um, still in concussion protocols. The start of training camp opens up, so he will not be out there for a little bit. Um, and then one of the players that we were talking about that could possibly benefit from McCabe going down um, with his surgery was Ian Mitchell. And we were saying this, the keys are they're his, he's ready to go. Like it's his spot to lose. Oh, he lost it. Um, at least for the next six weeks as he is out with a left wrist injury. And man, I just, I fucking feel for that kid. Like last year, it kind of same thing happened. He kind of had an injury that, kind of fucked him over him and um Wyatt both got got hurt when they were like hey they're the give me that that sits defenseman and then they go down um so now and he's healthy and ready to go he's really got a you know claw to get back into that position to be that sits defenseman um but for that I think that opens classic to take that spot now I think you know regular is going to get a lot of looks I think that ruse um, kid might get a couple good Bruce, Bruce, yeah. Um, Bruce, so that's gonna be very interesting to see. That's probably like one of the biggest storylines right now in, in training camp is who's gonna round out that defensive unit. Yeah, I, I think the only like, like we know that they're gonna suck, <laughs> we say it all the time. I think that just the thing I'm looking forward to this season is just the nice surprises of like guys that play a lot better than you than you expected. Or just come out of nowhere. And so, like, there's plenty of opportunities for that, you know? Like, if one guy's not doing too hot, it's not like 
there's such a veteran presence that like they can't be put down or anything. It's it's like okay, let's rotate some guys through, see what sticks. So yeah. it'd be nice. So you talk about like you know surprises. I'm kind of wondering like what where do you see like the point range for this team? Like as of right now, kind of like where where do you think that they finish and like what would be like your surprise? Like what the fuck? Like uh, you know, let's talk about that later on when we talk about Central. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. But I'll tell you what, they probably finished with more than two points. More than two points? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh the other news, kind of Hawks news, former Hawk news. Uh Curtis Gabriel announces retirement from the NHL. Um or just hockey, professional hockey in general. Um, unfortunately, he didn't really get to see much time in Chicago. I've always liked liked him. Um, he's a great person, does some great things off ice, um, and I know he's going to be transitioning to be doing a lot of more stuff for his causes that he cares so much about. Um, a little philanthropy. Yeah. Full on rate. Yeah, you get a whole, <laughs> whole two games in Chicago, played most of the season in Rockford. Um. I followed him on Instagram. Seems like a really great guy. Yeah. <laughs> At least on social media, you know? Yeah. He, he's very involved in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. He was always known for having, like, the, the pride flag on his skates and using that pride tape and all that. So, um, congrats on the career. Um, best of luck in your future endeavors. Um, but he kind of was, like, the, the first domino to drop. Um <laughs> the retirement of the of the big retirement announcements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was on the like, NHL talk. It, yeah, was it Tuesday or was it one? Yeah, Tuesday it was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was like D Day for NHL careers. Um, PK Subban announces retirement from the NHL. Um, Zdeno Chara announced his retirement from the NHL. He signed a one day contract to retire at Bruin. Which yes. I like. What do you feel about that? Was it Monday then? Because I know he signed it on Tuesday. Might have been Monday. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's nice to kind of I I don't know where officially like you're listed as like retired and like retired from this team or something if it really matters. But I think it's more of like a fan service kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like you retire as like that. Didn't Bickle do that? Maybe. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they pick and choose that. Um. Keith Yandel announced his retirement. Uh, the current holder for the longest game streak, uh, the Iron Man. The Iron Man streak. That uh, Phil the Thrill is going to pass up, hopefully, knock on wood. And Kyle Turris, Taurus, Turris, he also announced his retirement. Uh, so, yeah, those are kind of the ones that came out of nowhere. PK. Yeah, I was uh, going to say PK <laughs> also. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's the first one I mentioned. Yeah, no, no, because it, it sounded like you were finishing up with Turris, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, the PK Subban. Um, that was one was a little bit of a surprise. It was like it wasn't, it wasn't at the same time. Because like he was still, I mean, he's still in what, 33, 34? Yeah, he's like 33 years old. Yeah, so, and he he was just talking about how he was just looking for the right opportunity. He was looking for, to play for a contender. Um, but he also has a deal with ESPN to do his own his own show. Yeah, which is similar to like Peyton Manning's show for the NFL. That's what I've heard. I saw somewhere online. I can't remember where, but yeah. Um, PK's places or Subban's places. I know it was like Manning's places or something was like the the one. Like yeah. So I mean, he he is built for 
the media side of it. And yeah. he is going to excel in that. And I think, I think what's kind of cool is like, say what you want about biz nasty and all that. But I think he kind of like opened the door and like, kind of like got a lot of players to realize like, you can have these like personalities and just once you decide to hang it up, like that's not it. Like you don't have to like, cause a lot of people don't know once they, all they do is play hockey their whole life. They don't know what to do once it's over. And I think, Biz kind of like show the way, like, hey, look at what you can do, and I can totally yeah. see PK going that same route as Biz Nasty, but probably not to like podcast level and all that. But you don't have to be the kind of guy that's that's the got to get pucks in deep, pucks on net, skate hard, yeah, <laughs> like answering every question. Like you can show personality, and um, I mean, what was it? Superman even tried. Like I don't know if it was a podcast. He he like started a YouTube channel at some point yeah. too. Like. He, he wants to like do like the whole social media or just like media aspect of it too. Like I'm sure he's going to be involved no matter where he is. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just think it's, it's crazy. Cause he's yeah. Like he's only 33. I don't know. I feel like his statistically had just like a steep drop off at yeah. one oh. point and just stayed that way. He kind of uh, really hasn't been the same since he won his his Norris. It was kind of like he won the Norris. He had like maybe a couple good seasons after that. But then it was just, it just fell. Yeah. I just don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Who he knows? Just, it, just, it just seemed like he wasn't like as like scary or explosive, but I don't know, his advanced stats were like fine. I, I was trying to look that up. I was like, why was everybody always so high on him? Because I was like, oh, I guess his advanced stats made him look really good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just dealing with some injuries that he just, it's just coming too much to try to like recover from it over time and, and rehab it and all that. So maybe he's just wants to get out before, you know, while he's still fully there, you know, a lot of guys retire and they have trouble walking or all this kind of stuff. And maybe just cautionary tale. He doesn't want to want to end up like that. Yeah. But well, good for him. Was, At least he's got some stuff lined up, though, which is great. There was some so, stat, too, about it. Like, it was crazy that it's like P.K. Subban was drafted, I think, 11 years after Chara. Okay. They yeah. retired on the same day. Yeah. Like, it's just, I like, mean, how insane Chara's career was, too. Wasn't – let's see. when Was Chara one of the – oh, what was the other thing? Chara's the last player in the NHL oh, yeah, to Chara. actually have lost to the – Montreal or my not Montreal, sorry, the Toronto Maple Leafs in the yeah. playoffs. So now there's no active players. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so hilarious, and I feel for Toronto, man. God, sorry. Uh, what's Joe Thornton, the last guy not retired that's drafted before the year 2000 right now? Yeah. It's gotta be like there's no one else, <laughs> no one else in the league. I mean, Yarmer Yager. He's not retired. Technically not retired, yeah. He's still playing. So if he could come back. I would love for him to come back. Yager in Chicago for no reason. (laughs) Couldn't give us Phil. Give us Yager. Yeah, I just want to get a jersey of somebody of that magnitude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they've got that. Anything else before we move on to the... uh, the most insane division this year. Yeah. So, a couple quick notes. Um, we kind of mentioned, you know, training camps open to hear news about players that can't play and and are out for. Oh, the that's season. right. Injuries. They are. 
So we got a couple that are just straight up done for the season. Um, Ryan Ellis, Jay Weber, which I think was already kind of that. Yeah, was, it was a it was a cap move for yeah. Vegas to get Shea Weber. No one, he's not going to play. Uh, Robin Laner, Nolan Patrick have already been ruled out. All Vegas, <laughs> yeah, ruled out for the entire season. Yeah, Patrick, man, I fucking feels so bad for that kid. He just cannot catch a break with. He's got what a handful of games in the NHL. Second overall pick in 2017. Sure, I want to say that's right. Yeah, because he went to Philadelphia. Because yep. yeah, New Jersey took uh Heisher first overall. Heisher. I was there, so I know. Trust me. Um, Andrew Ladd failed. That's his... 222 games played in the that's NHL. I thought. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Um... Andrew Ladd failed his physical, so he went LTIR. Uh, Mike Smith failed his physical. He won LTIR. I'm assuming they just – Carey Price failed his physical, won LTIR. Um, very interesting. It's like, it's just – it's end of an era. You know, a lot of the guys we grew up watching, it's like they're getting to the, to the end of their career, and it's just so crazy seeing that, making you feel feel old. Um but yeah, so I'm sure a lot more stuff like that's going to come out as training camp goes on. The last thing I have before we can go into the uh, division preview, um, Nate McKinnon signs. Yep. A monster ticket. Um, fairly, you know, I think he was pretty good about it, you know, being, you know, hometown discount, you know, really not putting his team in a bind at all. Wanted to keep the guys together, win more cups. Exactly what he said. Yep. He signed an eight-year, $100.8 million contract. He is now officially the highest-paid player in the NHL. By about $100,000. Yeah. Uh, GMs that need to sign star players are just punching the air when this deal gets announced because now, let's be let's be honest here, Nathan McKinnon does not deserve to be the highest-paid player in the NHL. I'm sorry. He he doesn't he's not that level. Uh I mean I don't know if I completely disagree. I think he is I mean he's a top five player. He's a good player. I don't there's no reason he should be like Grant, I know it's like okay, it's when they sign their contract, but it's like it's insane to me that McKinnon makes more money than Connor McDavid. Yeah, but I mean Connor McDavid's not probably on like his last contract. Oh no. McKinnon's not going to get paid more on the next deal anyway if he gets signs another contract. Like McDavid's going to get paid more on his next contract than what he's already Maybe like a 13 probably 13 14 when McDavid's is ready. Yeah. Uh what year is that going to be? What the f- why can't I fucking find Edmonton? Yeah, I have the same problem every time I go and try to find a team on cap friendly and Oh, just- they're they're in the third one. Oh my god. He's um, up after the 25-26 season, so he's got four seasons left. So I wonder what the cap's going to look like then. That's going to be – I mean, it should be pretty high by then. He can get close to probably like 15. What's because the- you got to imagine, like, like the players that are going to be signing new deals before then are going to probably be like – when's Austin Matthews? He's going to be the next one. He's going to be the next was, big one, right? Looking up for when Austin Matthews is up, and I think – yeah, so he can technically sign his extension at the end of the season. So he's got this yeah. year next year. That's going to be very interesting because, one, they're cap scrapped. 
Like they yeah. are screwed. Two, they don't win again. Get out of the first round again. I mean, I think they're gonna make Austin Matthews the the guy, but it's like they're gonna have to do something with that roster. So it's like, how much are they gonna be able to give him? And does a team like ah, see? Because it's like they can't they can't negotiate with him. Another team like look on tampering, but what Austin Matthews get? That's gonna be very. I I keep hearing that he's gonna be like thirteen fourteen for sure. So if yeah. he's thirteen fourteen, that means McDavid's gonna be pushing fifteen. And that's well, McDavid's deal is also two years after he right. signs or after his first year kicks in. And it also depends too what's the max contract they can give out because they can only go so high for max salary. What is their max right now? It's like 14, I think. Oh, it's like he's probably not going to get max just because like nobody gets max. This isn't the NBA. Um, let's see. But I'm sure he's going to get pretty fucking high. I would say, like, if, I mean, McKinnon's 12-6. Austin Matthews is going to be around the same age that McKinnon is when he signed that deal. So he's going to be at least 12-6. So, but, like, should he, though? They haven't won a cup. McKinnon's won a cup. McKinnon max- ha- hasn't won a heart, or has he? The maximum contract that a player can sign is for 20% of the t- like the cap hit. So the example oh, okay. given is by last year's sixteen uh, half was 16.3. So Damn. you're probably looking at like, what's it went up a million? Can you imagine Angel team spending 20% of their caps on like one player? I mean, they're close with like some of these deals, but like, damn. But yeah, I just, I don't understand that. Con- like, I get it and I don't at the same time. It's like. I don't know. I like McKinnon, but I'm just like, I'm not in on him. Like McKinnon's a, uh, a lady bang and a Calder Memorial trophy winner. It's like, he hasn't won a heart. That's the thing. Like, that's the crazy part is McDavid's won like four fucking heart, <laughs> four heart trophies. 85.34 million of that contract is in signing, signing bonus. Holy shit. But like, the other thing too is like McKinnon has been like criminally underpaid for this current deal. To be fair though, when he signed this deal, he also wasn't coming off great, great hockey. Yeah, yeah that was like a crazy time. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a time like McKinnon was like, people were starting to put bust on him. Yeah, I mean, he went from like being a six fifty point sixty point player to a ninety six like the next season. And then that's just where he like decided to stay in that atmosphere. His rookie like, season, he had sixty-three. Right. Then he went down to thirty-eight, fifty-two, fifty-three, and then yeah, fifty-three to ninety-seven, ninety-nine, ninety-three, sixty-five, eighty-eight. Yeah, that seems it's it's that post Stanley Cup syndrome that like the Hawks had. You sign the big tickets, and then you know you can't have like the 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 depth. I wonder what he would have signed for if they were able to. Find a way to keep Kadri. I wonder what his contract would have looked like then. Because you know, majority of that money, that's Kadri money that he got. I don't know. Maybe. Interested to see. But yeah. Um, so strap up. There's gonna be some uh very interesting contracts coming up, I think, right now. Uh once yeah, cap goes up too, and some of these big names become uh contract. But with that yes, being said, sir. 
let's uh, let's jump over to what I think is I think we both agree the best division in hockey. The Atlantic. <laughs> this is going to be. I think there's two teams that I'm like I don't even want to talk about on here, and we're going to do the same same premise. We'll go from where they finished last year. Um. So yeah, we'll kick it off with the Florida Panthers, who finished 58, 18, and 6 for 122 points, a president's trophy, and a second round playoff loss. To Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, damn. Uh they brought in Paul Maurice to be their head coach. Um, a lot of people are saying that's a negative effect on this team. Um, it's not going to help them out that people are even saying that he's going to cause the team to miss the playoffs. That's how far Damn. they think he's going to drop them. Who the fuck is saying that and why? A lot of, I don't know if it's just a lot of salty jet fans or what. But... Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I can see the jets being like really salty about it, but like uh, in my mind, I feel like Paul Maurice is a pretty decent coach. Like if the jets <laughs> had their own fucking issues, man, like, it just was a poorly built team, and it's still a poorly built team. But again, we'll get to that when we get to the central division. Also, do they when's their next first round pick? 2026, 2027, something like that. 2027. I think 2026, but it could turn to 2027 based on the extremely long list of conditions that you the list of conditions took you yeah. four minutes and 45 seconds to read that one episode. You're but, welcome. Yes, yeah, so a couple of players they added, uh, Colin White, Mark Stahl. They brought in Eric Stahl in a PTO. Nick Cousins they brought in. Um, but the big prize of this, it depends on who you ask, the big prize. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk. They uh, they picked him up from Calgary. But they sent out Huberto and Uyghur, uh to Calgary. And this really has people torn. Like, it's... Straight up 50-50 on who won this trade, who lost this trade. Um, we originally said Calgary won this trade depending on if they – or no, Florida won this trade because yeah. Huberto and Uyghur were free agents after the season. Yep. But then Calgary was able to go and sign Huberto. Yep. They're still working on Uyghur. Uyghur, yeah. Who's already – they, they also signed Huberto to an eight-year deal. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that was not – Good. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Calgary. Um, uh, I still think that that Florida wins this trade now because of this. The way they set that deal up is like they're fucked. Like if it was like a three to four year deal, I would be like, damn, like it's a really much closer trade now. But like, who's that. gonna be look? Who's looking better? Like four or five years, six years down the line, I think Florida is. It's a safe bet. I mean, yeah, you got the 24-year-old kid that you just gave an eight-year deal to versus the guy who's going to be, what, 30? 30 when the deal kicks in. So he'll be 39 when the when the deal's up? No, 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 because he's got one year left. And he's 29. And so when he his new deal kicks in, he'll be 30. Oh, he'll, he'll be, be 30, 38 when the deal's over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nine years from now, Matthew Kachuk needs a new deal at 31. And Huberto's deals just finishing at 30, 38. Like, all right. I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting team. I I I'm excited to watch Florida. I'm just Florida's one of those teams too that I'm like, I've always wanted them to be good, but they just they just can't help themselves when it gets important. They crumble. 
Yeah. Barely got past the Capitals last year in the first round. Like, yeah. Like they they should have smoked them. Yeah. Uh, swept by, right? It was a sweep with Tampa. Like they only scored like yeah. goals too. Like it was, it wasn't even close. Yeah. No, they definitely got swept. That's hilarious. I completely forgot they got swept. Oh my God. The fucking president's trophy team got swept. Yikes. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Bob That's- came back. He had a huge season last year, 39 and seven with a 913 save percentage and a 267 goals against average. He was 39 and seven. Oh yeah. my fucking God, dude. Uh, Spence- yeah, that team, team was like the come from behind Kings like oh, towards yeah. the end of the year. Like every game, like it didn't matter how much they were down by. Like all they did was come back and win. It was wild. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see like is Bob is is he finding his consistency like is he gonna be able to do that again? Um, yeah, he's still got four years left at ten million. He's thirty four. This is the type of shit that they're gonna be looking at at Huberto in Calgary. He's gonna be thirty eight, or in his last year of his deal, making ten million dollars. It's bad, like or I, not making ten million dollars, but like is worth ten million dollars. I don't understand that that Bob contract, especially when they had Spencer Knight. Like, I just I don't think they have a lot of confidence in Spencer Knight. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that a lot of people are saying that he might not be the guy that they originally thought he was going to be. Um, they've been bringing in a bunch of goalies on uh, PTO. He is twenty one. I know that's what <laughs> too, but it's and like goalies take the longest to develop. And you have to think though too. It's like you look at a Carter Hart too. We talked about last week, like. They rushed the, because they like phenom these phenom goalies and all that kind of situation. It's like, especially the fact that you have Bob. It's like, why are you rushing Knight to play? You know what I'm saying? Like, get up there. Like, is it worth like, it? Him? Everybody wants like a Vasilevsky, like the kid to be ready when he's like super young. Actually, I don't even think Vasilevsky was ready when he was like that age either. Oh, like when when did he fully take over? Let's see. His first like full season was 16-17. And he is 28. Damn. I don't know. When the fuck? Pretty... He was like 24-ish. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of about five-ish. Goalie. Yeah, 24-25. Like 26, I think, is the ideal. Like, if they're not the goalie you're expecting by 26, that's when you cut your cut your losses type of situation. Well, that's when you know you got a backup. Right. But yeah, like you want you want these guys to be like your fucking starters. Like it's still it's gonna take till like for the phenoms, like even Vasilevsky, like 24, 25, 26. Like nobody's gonna be stepping in at 21 years old. I think Carrie Price, even like when he did that, like it's one in a million. Like not gonna fucking happen for everybody just because you wanted to. Right. Every first round goalie draft pick is not going to end up being like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited to see this Florida team. I'm really excited to see what Matthew Kachuk. Do you does. think they're better than last year? Do you think they're worse? Do you think that they're about the same? I think they're going to be a little bit worse. Yeah, I think losing Uyghur on the back end is going to hurt a lot more than than people realize, and then they weren't able to bring in anybody to really replace him. Um that's that's gonna be painful. Um 
Ekblad losing his his D partner. That's they also. I don't. I don't think you mentioned it too, but they lost Mason Marchment too. Oh yeah, and he had a great year in great Florida. Time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, but the, that gives like some of their younger guys like time to step up too. Like I think this was it. Luce Turinen had a, a decent season last year for him. 26 points in 78 games. Uh, I feel like there was somebody else. Oh, Anton was Anton Lundell. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I think so. Yeah. 44 points in 65 games. And he's only 20 years old. Um, This kid, I think he's going to probably get a little bit more time. He was a first round uh, draft pick 12th overall in 2020. Um, I'm sure like that kid's going to get more ice time. And just because Florida has like so many like good guys, like, it's not like they're going to look at him to do everything, but he'll definitely get the right. opportunity. Like Anthony Duclair had a good season. Did he have a good season last year? I know he's been playing well in Florida. He was doing well, but he's going to be out though. He he got injured. He had the, the Achilles issue. Oh, he's yeah, out for a while. Yeah, he had 58 points, 31 goals in 74 games last year, but no show in the fucking playoffs. Three points in eight games. I mean, nobody fucking scored against Tampa. Carter Verhage was playing very good. Sam Bennett had a really good season too. Yeah, they they have like a good team, but I agree. I think they're going to be slightly worse than last year because of the loss of Uyghur and Mason Marchment. I don't know. They have the ability to, with Matthew Kachuk filling in for Huberto, like that. What was it like the first time in like a long time that like hundred plus point guys were swapped for each other? Right. I usually would be curious to see too how much that affects Barkov too. Um, just losing that playmaker style. Cause I mean Kachuk. Was Barkov even on the same line as Huberto though? I think so. I don't Maybe not all were. the time. Not 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 like a full time, but I think like when needed type of situation, like they just had that chemistry together that was like right now on cap friendly, they have Kachuk, Barkov, and Reinhardt together. Like I think that's kind of nasty. That's a loaded first line. 104 points for Kachuk, 88 for Barkov, and 82 for Reinhardt last year. That's nasty first line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely still a playoff team, I think. But I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, and I think it's almost gonna be better for them to kind of take a step back a little bit, kind of like the oh, Washington. I'm really hoping that Aaron Ekblad can play a full season. Did you know he's only 26? <laughs> so um, this every fucking time. Yeah. Did you know Ekblad's only like super young? Yeah, 20 <laughs> around forever. Yeah, fucking over 500 games played in the NHL. He'll be at five. He's at 554 right now, games played in the NHL, which is wild because I feel like he's been hurt somewhat frequently. But I guess he only misses only like, like this season, this past year was like the most he's missed in a season, most games with like 21. Yeah. Um... But damn, dude. I think Washington situation with them, like they take a step back and stop being like top dogs, and then they can maybe like you know sneak in and you know go under the maybe, radar a little bit. Do you think that they, they just have like the the Florida versus Tampa is like the Pittsburgh versus Washington kind of thing where they just can't get past Tampa and then final and then eventually they will. So if they get past Tampa in the playoffs, then that means they're winning the Stanley Cup. Is that what you're saying? It could be, it could be, but is it this year? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so either. Um, all right, talking about playoff woes, uh coming in second yeah. to the division was the Toronto Maple Leafs, 54, 21, and seven. 
for what was that 115 points and let me, stop me if you heard this one before a first round playoff exit game seven game seven <laughs> uh but this one we will give them more credit because it was a it was a great series i thought that was probably one of the better series of the entire playoffs that was a lot of fun hockey they it was the first time in the last two seasons or the two previous seasons that tampa looked like they could possibly lose a series yeah <laughs> and they came very close yeah what was the game seven score it was only two to one it was super close, yeah. Who scored? Oh, who scored the fucking two goals for the Lightning? Wasn't it Nick Paul? I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Fucking huge, man! Oh my god, god what did, Tampa little... just with those pickups at the at the trade deadline? It's just like, oh, there's a huge name guys, and then it's like, oh, there's like these third fourth liners, and then they end up playing like fucking second first liners when they're in Tampa. It's like, goddamn, dude. Um, who did the Toronto really get anybody this offseason? So they essentially they redid their entire goaltending unit. Yeah, uh, Jack Campbell went to Edmonton, Mazik to Chicago. Yeah, um, they brought in Matt Murray and Samsonov. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov. So like that... Samsonov was supposed to be like that guy for Washington, and then just never happened. He still might be that guy for Toronto. I mean, you got to kind of wonder what. What's going? What's the thought process there for Dubas? You know, you're in a contract year. You you don't have an extension in place. You're you're kind of like the team's got to win to kind of get you keep your job. And you go out and you bring in Matt Murray. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like it's weird because like Jack Campbell had a great start to the season, and then Mrazek got hurt, and Campbell kept playing and burned the fuck out and then they were both hurt for a minute and that's when they had like that uh justin wool and eric shalgren playing yeah. and i was just like oh joseph wool and eric shalgren and like we just need to keep winning <laughs> like can we please buy some wins like jesus christ like they burned their goalies out um I forgot they also traded for Giordano last year at the trade yeah. deadline and then signed him for two years. At like 800000 Yeah, two years. They still haven't signed Rasmus Sandin because they have no cap space. Right. And he's – a good. they want him to be a big piece of that defensive core. Like he was a first-round pick by them in 2018, and he plays well. They're essentially turning back the same team as last year. They do it every time. They just switch the goalies out like every two years. Yeah, a couple minor pieces they brought in were um Gaudet, yeah, uh, okay. Jordy Ben, um Victor Met, Meet Met, Meet Met, yeah, I don't know how his name really is. All I know is he's got a nine grip stick and it's annoying as shit. Um, hmm. but yeah, it's like it's like I don't know what else you can really say about this team because it's like, are they better? Are they worse? Are they the same? And it's like you almost—they're got... not bad. They're never. They're not. They haven't been bad. They just can't make out the first round. And I'll tell you what: when we when we do our previews, they're making the playoffs and they're losing in Game Seven. And I'm going to say that every year until they <laughs> fucking prove him wrong. And like it has not happened the last three years. Like I don't care who they play; they're going to lose in the last possible game in the first round. Because they lost in game five to Columbus that one year when there was only five games. Are they 
do you think they're ta- I mean they're they're a great team but do you think they technically did take a step back because of the goaltending unit they brought in um I don't think so is their defense good enough to make up for Murray I think Murray will likely play better with their defense over Ottawa's defense because for the most part I don't think t- Toronto's going to be stuck on defense for as much as Ottawa was last year. Offensive power they got. Yeah, like they like they're going to possess the puck so much every game that like he's not going to need to be making like a million fucking saves. Um he's not a terrible goalie, but we've seen from some teams like you just you don't need the greatest goalie in the world, you just need somebody that's good enough. Yeah. And like is he good enough? He's won cups, so yeah, he's proven it. But is he the same? <laughs> so like, he, it's honestly him and Jordan Bennington are like the same fucking goalie to me. Like everybody thinks they're really good. If we watch them, I don't. They don't pass the eye test for me. I think that they're fucking not good, but they're Stanley Cup winners. Like kind of look alike too. Like literally, they look alike. Like punchable faces. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the team, the team's gonna be good though. Like Morgan Riley is like an insane piece on the back end. TJ Brody's just going to be a good offensive kind of defenseman. Um, Jake Muzzin, if he can stay healthy, is like an anchor. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to lean on Mark Giordano. He still had 35 points last year in 75 games. God damn. And that was with Seattle for the most part. He still almost played 21 minutes a game. Yeah. Like Wayne Simmons is like the fucking heart and soul of that like forward core. I, David Camp had an insane season, man. He had 11 goals. Yeah. 26 points. Was it two two of them or something came against the Hawks? Like oh, it, yeah. A game yeah. winner was one of them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you get Michael Bunting on another another year on that like super low cap hit. That's gonna be very interesting too to see if yeah, what are they? He's the real deal. If he, is he, like, is he the real deal? Is it was it well, like, if uh, he oh he oh he's playing on Marner and Matthews line, like it's easy enough, right? Like you would assume. It's the same role as playing on Sidney Crosby's wing. Like, right. get open, get to the front, you'll get your chances. Just bury like half of them, and you'll be like a twenty-five goal scorer. Like, just turn your cur- your stick to like a sixty-degree angle. <laughs> you just stick it out. You're, you'll, you'll be fine. You could do the Doug Glatt and just stand in front of the net and have it go off of you. Like, what was it? Yarmory, one of Yarmory Yager's goals, like the record-setting goal where it yeah. went off his ass. <laughs> Um, let me ask you two quick questions here. Um, Austin Matthews, 59 and a half goals over under. What do you think? Uh, he only played 73 games last year. He probably goes up. He probably, uh, I want to say over. Over? <laughs> I just, yeah, man. He's, he's a goal scorer. He scored 60 and 73. Yeah. Um, and the other one is Mitch Marner, 100 points over under. I think I'm going to go over. I think that they're just, they, they're going to be so hungry that it's, they're going to have to put up like the same kind of season. Yeah. And I just think it's going to be pretty natural for them. Less the two years before this were shortened seasons where I'm sure they probably would have hit a hundred points or come like very close. Water missed 10 games. So, but he was scoring at a hundred point pace easily. Yeah. Um, he finished with 97 last year. Yeah, I, I just... mean, fucking awesome. So, like, what was it in the 
COVID shortened season, the first one, Matthews was three goals away from 50 in 70 games. You played three more games to, like this year in 73 and hit 13 more goals. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> I think he, he just like, they're at that age too, where they're in like such a groove and like they're at their peak. It's, it's either going to be just the same or better. I don't see them declining really for this upcoming season. All right. My last question about Toronto, we'll move on is if it's another first round loss, blow it up. I, I mean, I think Dubas probably doesn't get another contract, but like, what can you blame like him for it? Really? Like, what does he do differently? Like the team's a fucking close to president's trophy winning team. They bring in veterans. They bring in like anything. They 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 try their best to like give the they give that core what they fucking need. Last year was the closest. Like, yeah. do they get over the hurdle this year? Here's the question I have for you now, though. Florida beats Tampa. Toronto wins Game Seven of the first round. Who's more destined to win the Stanley Cup? Toronto. Yeah. Who does it though? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. And then you're going to have the second year, or the second round yips from them. Then they're going to have to figure that out. And then, oh, God. Also, Matthew's final year before he retires, they finally get to the Stanley Cup and they lose again. After losing, after losing the final three years in a row. <laughs> and, they, and they still lose game seven. Yeah. Oh, God. Another piece that they're going to have to probably get by the Tampa Bay Lightning, who is coming off of back to back to back Stanley Cup final appearances. Came a little bit short last year. Uh, Two out of three isn't bad, though, you know? (laughs) Finished with a 51, 23, and eight record for a solid 110 points, which, I mean, he's a bunch of freaks, man. How the hell does this team do what they do? consistently for as long as they've been doing it like i mean this is one of those times where you consider the no state tax is is such a bonus for a team like this like you have toronto that it, i mean those players are paying a state like a, a higher tax rate and they're going to be making less money or probably close to around the same money at a higher cap hit as the guys making 9.5 in florida in Tampa. Like and they just, signed some not fair. some extensions <laughs> this year, like this offseason too, that are just no other team can do it because of the like you said, the tax. You got uh Serge have signed an eight year eight point five million. You had yeah. um what Cernak? Cernak. Cernak, eight year five point two million. Yeah. You had who else Nick Paul <laughs> signed a seven year. 3.15 they're just like oh what if we just signed long-term deals for everybody <laughs> that we want to keep for That's was point was crazy. point this offseason too no um i think that's i think he's in the second year of it. no it's the first year but it was it was last year uh july 2021 like if you're but good yeah. in tampa you just get 9.5 <laughs> you're getting you're getting around 9.5 yeah that's lesky you got Oh, Anthony Shirelli also signed a contract. 
That's who I was trying to figure out who the other one was. Yeah. He's got a he's got eight years at six two five. <laughs> they just like let's lock everyone up. We'll figure out the other pieces later on. And like they're still putting. I mean, and again, they're turning back the same team almost. The the main piece they lost was Palat. Yo, five years down the road right now, um, in twenty six twenty seven. They already have five or fifty one point six million of their cap locked up in player in players. In six players. Yeah, I was about to say six players. That's pretty seven. funny. Sorelli too. Oh, seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> five years from now, they have seven players locked up for over half the cap. Better hope to God that jumps over ninety. I mean, I'm sure like it's crazy. It's so funny. But yeah, like having a team that's been this good, not having to spend over $10 million on a player is pretty fucking lucky. Able to add pieces that are do huge, are going to be important pieces for them, like with, like we were saying with Paul. I mean, Hagel, you know, is going to probably get a little bit of a bigger role now this upcoming season too. Yeah. Like. Will they be able to afford Hagel when his deal's up? He's going to get an eight-year deal at like $5.5 million. I don't know. Stamkos has got two years left on his deal right now. I wonder what happens with him. It's been oh man, what a look! What a fucking like feel good kind of season. To like, he had the he had the, what that brutal injury a few years ago. Yeah, uh, like actually, like a a good handful of years ago, came back like played pretty well. The team. Like, I don't know. He didn't really get a chance to play in the first Stanley Cup that they won. Yes, he was for that one he goal. One game, yeah, one game, yeah. one goal, and that was it. And then he had like an, a pretty good season. And then last year, he just exploded again for after 106 they, points. After they win the second cup, they were talking about how he's got to be the one they trade to, like, you know. Yeah, like there was the trade work. rumors like, for their. He's captain. gone. He Damn, can't dude. do anything. Like, it's time to move on from Stamkos. And how does he respond? 106 points. Yeah. Imagine so if he plays pretty much a full season this year, he hits a thousand games. He's at nine hundred twenty-two right now, so he only needs seventy-eight to hit a thousand. He's he's at fifty points over a point per game right now. Like he's so incredibly good, and I wish he was kind of like I'm. Well, I'm glad he's in Tampa because like we don't have to play them that often. But I kind of wish he was like a guy that we got to see on TV more often because he's a fucking insane. Yeah. God, that one that years and years ago, when he had that sixty goal season, that that was so exciting to like pay attention to. I mean, what more can you really say about the Stampa team? I think it's like, is he going to finally catch up to them? All the hockey they've been playing. Uh, I don't know. I still think they're such a contender. Like, it's the same as like the Hawks, like in like thirteen, fourteen, in like fifteen. Like, all right. I mean, they played a ton of hockey, but they're still going to be like a top of the league team. Hundred percent, yeah. Hopefully, Tampa falls apart like the Hawks. <laughs> this is the year that they get swept in the first round, and it all just goes to hell. <laughs> you got to make sure they fall just outside the top ten in the yes in the draft. Let's yeah. get them. Have them fall down to eleven. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. That'd be great. At, Next year. That's at, fine. Yeah. That's our first round. Stockpile, baby. 
Um, all right, you want to move on? I mean, there's not really much we can say well, about him. Well, do they do they add anyone really? They got Hayden Flurry. Hayden Flurry, Ian Cole. Yeah. Um, never say his name. Vladislav, nah. Oh, Nemestikov. Nemestikov. Yeah, who they originally had? Yeah, they had they had him. They drafted him years ago, and they traded him in like, uh one of those Rangers deals. I forgot which one it was. Here, I can actually find it. Is the McDonough one? It's the McDonough JT Miller deal. Yeah. God, what a what a crazy fucking deal that was. JT Miller and Ryan McDonough. Goddamn. Oh, they lost Ryan McDonough. That's another big thing. Oh yeah. Fuck. I always forget about that. <laughs> I don't know if they lost anyone else. They brought in Philip Myers in the trade for that for Ryan McDonough. I think that's kind of it though. Yeah, I mean this team is. I mean they're competitive. I mean they still got Corey Perry, who just lost his third Stanley Cup final in a row. Oh fuck! I just forgot. I forgot about that until now. What if they trade him this season? And with the team they get traded to goes to the final again, the yeah. first player to ever go to four finals with four different teams and lose all four. What if he does it? And they trade him to the West. And they play Tampa, and Tampa wins again. <laughs> and just can't, can't get it. Uh, that would be amazing. It's pure. Would... That's pure joy right there. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. Well, yeah. I mean, if your team wants to make it all the way to the finals, at, at least and uh, appear there, trade for Corey Perry. Here for it, yeah. So, all right. Um, Boston Bruins. 51, 26, and 5 for 107 points. Um, they brought in this new kid. I don't I don't know how he's gonna do his name's uh Krejci. Uh <laughs> big overseas guy, I guess. Um they brought him in. They got, yeah, he was playing pretty well over in Europe. Gotta bring this kid over to North America. Let's let's do it. Let's see how he does on the North American ice. <laughs> <laughs> um Pavel Zaka, they picked up from New Jersey for the what was it, Hula? Or Hala, however you say his name. Eric oh, Hala. Eric Hala. Yeah. But oh, yeah, this is this is another team. They got they re-signed uh Patrice Bergeron, who was gonna possibly retire. Possibly retire, and it doesn't sound like he's gonna be playing a, a lot, or at least he's gonna be hurt. Or because he's got some weird he's got a games played. Uh, clause in his Only contract for for an additional two hundred or to basically double his contract. Yeah, if he plays ten games. Yeah, ten games that... bonus of two and a half million. But this is a team too that's kind of like they're kind of like Pittsburgh a little bit, where it's like you think they're gonna finally like you know they're always right there. They're not making that jump, you know, to really go far deep. But they always are. They find a way to sneak in the playoffs, make the playoffs, and all that kind of stuff. I think though, now this is kind of like the time that they're they're gonna start falling off. Yeah, I, I just I don't, it, nothing they did in the off season is like screaming like they're better. They're also just everyone's a year older. They weren't a very young team to begin with. They brought Krejci in again, like yeah. we said, like. I don't know, man. I feel like, yeah, the drop-off is going to hit them. Especially with how good the the rest of the division got, you know? Like, oh, yeah. 
Um, it, it, Ostrach needs a deal or a contract at the end of this year. They yeah, have four forward signs right now, too, by the way, for next season. They were there was like talks of Poster not getting even traded at the dead or not the deadline, the draft. Yeah. Just because there is so much uncertainty on like what's going to happen with the team. There's things been coming out that he's looking to resign and do like sign a ticket or whatever. But like this team's notorious. Like, what is it? What's his name? Uh, Don Sweeney, notorious for not signing big contracts on players. And I mean, if you're going to be fucking. If you're worth it, like, like the the biggest contract that was signed is Charlie McAvoy nine point five, and I don't know, like their D, I guess their D core is definitely younger than their forward core. Yeah, uh, average is twenty, it's twenty seven. Forward is twenty nine point nine, so essentially thirty years old. They're gonna have like a good defensive kind of team. The their goalie tandem with Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman was actually pretty good last year, which I was surprised by. Allmark didn't start the season hot, and then they kind of like meshed really well as a tandem, and, and then, had like a really cool bro broy kind of stuff going on. Yeah, really and, they, and they're like, you know what, you know what's gonna be really good for morale for that? Let's bring in Tuka Rask again. Oh and yeah, <laughs> I forgot that they then, brought him back. Yeah, played a couple games, and he's like, Nah, I'm done. Yeah, get out, get him out of here, get him out of here. Played four games. Yeah, two and I just, two. I think this team it definitely got worse in my. They're opinion. they're gonna be they're gonna be good defensively, but I feel like, you know the the offense is gonna drop off a bit still. I don't know if Bergeron still has like, he's still fucking good though. You Bershon know, has is still hurt with his hip injury. Like he's just starting to skate now, so it's like who knows when he's gonna be available. It's like. Bergeron, if how if he's hurt or kind of thing like like we're saying with his contract, how that works out. Like, are they not expecting him to play a lot? Is it gonna be sooner in the season? Is it gonna be later in the year? It's like so essentially you're looking at Pasternak, Taylor Hall. Essentially looking at Pasternak. <laughs> like, yeah. I just yeah, I just unless they're gonna find a way to win a lot of like two one, one nothing games. I just I don't see this going well for Boston this year. Yeah. Ooh, Charlie McAvoy's on injured reserve right now too. That's not good. You got a lot of injuries. I mean, it, it, yeah, I think that they fall off a bit, whereas like the other teams are kind of I I would say are staying up like at an elite level. I think Boston's on the way down. Yeah. Did definitely. they did they bring anyone in? I. Not that I really noticed. That was like noteworthy. Like, let's see. Don Sweeney, what kind of signings did you do? There's a bunch of two way contracts. Zach, uh, yeah, I mean, Krejci was like the one thing that was really big that was brought in. Connor Carrick. Connor Carrick, Keith Kincaid. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Pavel Zaka. So they didn't bring anybody in. They didn't really. I mean, yeah. Did they make any crazy? They didn't make any like trades or anything. Oh, oh they <laughs> traded away one of their first round picks from that 2015 year. Zach Zach Senishin, Oh yeah. For Josh Brown, who's also now in Arizona. Did they flip him to Arizona? What? What happened? 
Uh, let's see. They just didn't sign him. Did he need a deal? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. So this was during the season. I thought it was uh, over the off season. Oh, okay. So that's why. Yeah, his contract ran out. He played six games in Boston, and then he's uh, signed in Arizona. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, they didn't really do anything. That's the big deal. They they're basically bringing back the same team plus Krejci, so the same team from like three years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss the playoffs. I'd actually kind of expect them to. All right. Um. Next up, we're now at the the ugly stepchildren of this division. The, the kids that have always been trying to make the playoffs, but actually not really trying. Um, Buffalo Sabres, 32, 39, and 11 for 75 points last year. I literally have no notes about them because, I mean, their big thing was Tage Thompson with that stupid contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't learn. Yeah, they don't learn. From um, previous deals. This is a team that I think they're really banking on their prospect pool. Um, I think they have probably one of the best prospect pool in, in the game right now. It's, and they're it just, is definitely rated as like the one of the top, top three for sure. Um, so kind of like their biggest additions are the guys that are already in the system and yeah. not what they did during the off season. Yeah. Um, Who knows how much of those guys are going to actually play this year too, though. It's like almost, you got to almost kind of toss these guys in the running for the Bedard contest. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they've pulled themselves a little bit out of it, but I you're gonna still end up missing the playoffs, I think. Um, so anything can happen with the lottery, you know. They're definitely, they in my opinion, they're have any like seventh in this division. Their their major signing this offseason, like not re-signing, was like Riley Shan. Is that right? Or was he even on, was yeah. on the team already? Um Ilya Bushkin. Is that I think that's probably their biggest one. Because he was uh, he was in he finished the season in Toronto after playing he, in Arizona. He was in Seattle. Oh Shan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean their biggest additions are gonna are gonna be like guys like Owen Power getting a full season. Yeah. Probably having Jack Quinn on the club the whole year because he had an incredible AHL year. Oh yeah, it's sixty-one points in forty-one, forty-five games. So like, I don't know if he's going to be on. Like, what? Let's see. What does Cap Friendly have their line set up as? Skinner, Tage Thompson, and Victor Olsson. Jeff Skinner actually had a decent season last year too, with thirty-three goals, thirty assists. It's a goal-scoring line. Still have almost twenty point five million dollars in cap space. See, do they get a full season? They finally, or they get a full season of Peyton Krebs, Alex Talk. Case is Casey Middlestad still supposed to be like, uh, is he a bust yet? I don't think just yet. 80 points in 195 games. Like, he was like, what was it a few years ago? They were like, oh, watch out, Calder Trophy. Early, early preseason, like Calder Trophy lookouts, like Casey Middlestad. Yeah. But like I think one of their on the, I mean the listed uh death chart right now, Rasmus Asplund 
Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn. That might be a very, very good line. Just Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn together, I think, is going to be pretty sick. It's just going to be – it's a young team that really doesn't have any great, like, veterans to really, like, lead them. And I just – yeah. I mean – Yeah, they have, like, a – they have a weird set of veterans. Like, Tyler Poso is, like – isn't he their captain? Oh, I don't know. Did he even have a captain? I could have. Oh, he's got the A still. I thought he was the, the captain. Don't have, I don't think they have a captain. He he's the only one listed with a with a letter, actually. He's the only one on the on their depth chart. Site. Um but yeah, man. Like the other issue is the fact that like their goaltending is Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson. Like your starting goalie is it's forty one years old. Who I thought was done. Yeah. And like you're not him. you're not Edmonton. You don't have Connor McDavid to carry your forty one year old goalie to the playoffs. I mean, they'll be okay. They're they're so young on <laughs> forward and defense, and then in that forty one and twenty seven. <laughs> I'm looking at all the birthdays on their on their depth chart on their official website. 81, 95, 99, 93. Jesus. It's insane yeah. that somebody who played for the dark days of Chicago Blackouts hockey is still playing. Yeah. He got to play with Eric Daze. <laughs> Tony Mai. What year was he drafted? Oh, 2001. Okay, so he didn't. You just is over that uh your nineties draft. Yeah. Yeah, true, 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 true. Just just barely over. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean I think this is a team that's young and inexperienced that could possibly surprise. I'm sure they're gonna do very well at the beginning of the year. They always do. They come out super hot and they'll win like six out of the first like ten games. And everybody's gonna be like, Oh fuck, watch out for Buffalo, and then all of a sudden they'll be Buffalo again and they'll lose like ten in a row. Said the same thing fucking last year. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> so they're kind of in the same process of as the next team on the list here. A little bit. Trying to build up. And Detroit Red Wings, 32, 40, and 10 last year for 74 points. But ladies and gentlemen, the geyser plan is in full effect right now. Oh, yeah. This, key, this team is no longer a bottom feeder. This offseason was holy shit. I was like, when I've seen all these signs coming, I'm like, wait, does that say Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Cop. Andrew, was it Andrew Cop? Yep. Ali Mata. Kubalik. Uh, David Perron. Fuck David Perron. But he's, he's a first contract David Perron has ever signed that was not signed by the St. Louis Blues, by the way. And he's played for like five teams. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but man, they brought those guys in. They were able to get uh Zadina signed in for a three year bridge deal at uh five point four seven five. I mean they got they brought in Billy Huso. Yeah, another to, to go with Nadelkovich and that and he had a, a great season taking over when Bennington wasn't playing fucking good. This is like I fucking hate to say it, but it's like Detroit. They're back. I mean, they're, they're not fully they're back. on their way. They're, they're on their they're way. Very close. 
Well, I mean, you, it's scary. It's it's so scary because they basically have a new Nick Lindstrom yep. in, in Moritz Cider. And the kid's going to, you know, he's going to be around until he's like 44 years old. I hate so much that he is a freaking Red Wayne because that kid is so good. Yeah. Fucking yeah, love that kid. Um, the other thing, too, is like, goddamn. They're gonna probably get stuff Lindstrom on their team, the new Lindstrom. <laughs> oh no, 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 no jokes right now. Um, I think one of the good things for them too is like maybe they get a full season of uh Jacob Marana. He yet he had a very shortened season last year, but he had 13 goals in 26 games. And like the kid's a goal scorer. When he first got traded to the Red Wings, he had eight goals in eleven games and then 13 and 26. So like if he can be healthy for a full season. Could he hit 40? I would assume. I mean, this team, God. I like this team is, is uh, set up pretty goddamn well, man. Doc said uh, Robbie uh, Fabry, he's out for a little bit too. Well, for yeah. a while, he's, he's hurt again. I don't know if this is ACL again. I don't know, but he had 30 points in 56 games last year. Right now, they have their first line listed as Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Lucas Raymond. And Lucas Raymond was another rookie last year that was Amen. in the conversation yeah. for the Calder and 62 points, 69 points, 57 points. Like, I'm sure they're going to probably play better this year with that. Like, well, and what helps too is that Bertuzzi gets to play every game now. He doesn't have to sit out for not being vaccinated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he couldn't play any game in Canada. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, if they can get their second line looks way better with Verona, Cop, and Peron. Like, if, like I said, if Verona can stay healthy, like, he's, he, Let's say he hits 30 goals. Like, that's still fantastic. Then their third line. Their third line is listed as Kubelik, Suter, so two X-Hawks, and then Philip Zadina. All that's three kind of, guys. It's kind of like are, a prove-it line. Yeah, I was about to say, it's all three guys that have been, like, really snake-bitten. And it's like, but all three have the potential. Like, if they find their game, fuck. Like, that, I'd yeah. put that third line up against some team's second and first lines. Like, if they all are clicking the way that they their potential is, oh my god, look out! I I liked Suter because he was a great complement of like not being in the way, but doing doing what he needed to get done when he was playing with Kane in that shortened year. So like he's a good playmaker for the two guys that are going to just be ripping. Yeah. And that's a third line. Oh, I forgot too. They brought in Ben Trot. That was probably yeah. the questionable move for the the term they gave him. But was so that was oh, okay. Oh wait, no. Why is it? I thought it said that they traded for him. Uh he signed in the offseason because he got traded to uh, Florida. It's listed as a trade as the as how they acquired him on on cap friendly, which is why I was like, yeah, no, he just signed a standard contract. That's really weird. Typo. I can't use this side anymore. It's fucking oh, useless. Yeah. Um. Would Jake Wallman too? Didn't he? Okay, that was traded from St. Louis. I don't know, man. Like their their forward core looks good. Their defensive core doesn't really do it for me. That's they still need yeah, definitely need some more work there. But I mean the pieces are there. Like the thing the thing with like their forward core is like you have the proven veterans that were like kind of like you know that these guys can play. You have Larkin and Bertuzzi who had great seasons which just kind of opens it up a bit for like the, the younger guys that they want to bring. They want to have like good seasons like Lucas Raymond. And then at the back end, it's kind of like, 
who besides Moritz Sider is kind of like would make it on any team possible, you know, like Moritz Sider would make every fucking team oh. where like, I'm sure there's some guys that teams wouldn't really care for on, on, on the rest of that D4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they're going to probably float around the same, probably a little bit better than what they did last year. I think they're going to do a lot better than last year. I think they're going to do a lot better. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm also here. I'm going to give a, a bold take. I still, and we kind of talked about it last week. Like I, I think Eisenman makes a play for to bring it. Oh, maybe. I think, I, don't know. I think he finds a way to, to bring him in. And two thirds. <laughs> I just, I think that it just to bring it going to Detroit makes all the sense in the world. Mm. And I just think with his RFA status and his cap, Hit if you offer not offer sheet um qualify him and what Ottawa needs for cap space and all that kind of stuff. I just think there's a way to, that Yzerman is gonna could not. I mean fleece Ottawa, but I still think there's a way to make that beneficial for both sides. Yeah, and, and whereas I, like it, you know in a normal situation you shouldn't be trading to break it in the first place, right? But with the way that the things are kind of lining up, I can see that. Yeah. I can see them wanting to do that. Yeah. Speaking of Ottawa. Speaking of Ottawa, uh, they finished last year 33, 42, and 7 for 73 points. Like the bottom of the division minus Montreal was super, they were all one point with each other. Well, two points from Ottawa to Buffalo, but 75, yeah. 73. Um, Ottawa is doing kind of like the going to Chicago Blackhawk route when uh Bill Wirtz died. You know, their owner passed away, and then all of a sudden, like the philosophy changed. They're spending. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're bringing guys in. They're they tra- keeping guys. Yeah, they traded for Elsa Brinkett. They brought in uh, Claude Giroux. They traded for Cam Talbot. They locked down Tim Strutzel and Norris. Was it? Um, you call him Strutzel? Strutzel? Stutzel? Yeah, I would say Strutzel. It's a, a German, I guess. I don't know. Strutzel. Uh, Stutzel? Um, Stutzel? Jim? Stutzel. Jim Stutzel? <laughs> Jim uh, and then Norris, uh, well, why am I taking blanking his first? Josh name? Norris. Josh Norris. They locked him down, so they got their offensive core locked down for yeah. All their young guys that they've drafted that have proven themselves on this when the team has been shitty, like five years or something like that. Uh, for which one? For like no, like their their core, like those young core guys are locked down for at least the next five years. Uh yeah, like Drake Batherson has five years on his deal, and and then Joseph Matt, or Matthew Joseph has four, and those are kind of like the the shortest of them. Their decor, on the other hand, is not anywhere near what the forwards are, <laughs> but they do have Thomas Shabbat locked down for a while. Who's sick? <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. He's not. He hasn't had like a a great standout season like recently, but he hasn't been terrible. Um, like he had the one year in, it was like four seasons ago now. So 55 points in 70 games where it's like, damn, that's the guy that they're going to build around for sure. Uh, and then just kind of like, didn't really hit it. But I mean, there was the shortened seasons, like, but he's got all the, all the possibility to fucking add to the offense that they have currently like pulled together. God damn dude. And they're going to be so good. They also signed Tyler Mott too. 
Yes. That was recently too, I believe. Yeah, they brought in Tyler Mott. Um they just yeah, man, this, it, it's and... just their their first two lines are gonna be so good. Yeah, their two lines are stacked, and I think they're they're bottom six. I mean, it's a good balance of like what you need to kind of like spread out through through that your bottom six. You got some size, you got some speed. Um Austin Watson, big, big boy. Oh, big mean motherfucker too. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's it's like I'm. It's super exciting for this team too. But also, like Brady Kachuk is your first line left wing. So, like, do you if you don't need Austin Watson, you have Brady Kachuk, who's just gonna be the same. Just, yeah. but he's gonna put up a, like almost a point per game too. And just be a pissing everybody off. Yeah, point eight five <laughs> points per game last year. Yeah, he just has that. Like, he's got that everything. Like molded into like perfect he's like just he can piss you off he can get under your skin he can fucking put you on your ass he can score the goals he can put like two good shots in this league it just it's crazy now they get to play each other a shit ton too this year which is awesome damn for their their forwards out of the 12 forwards there's seven americans like ottawa what doing Proven USA, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Number one. Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to watch more of these games just because, I mean, obviously I love fucking Alex DeBrinkett, but him, Tim Stutzel, and Claude Giroux starting the season together is going to be pretty sick. Like, all, yeah. like, they're just, all, DeBrinkett can just stand anywhere on the ice and then they'll just feed him. It's, it's easy as that. Like, two, two Patty Kane lights, kind of. I'm trying to think, like, what was the last time we lost somebody that it, like, you were like, f- truly fuck. Like, Panarin. Panarin? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's going he's gonna to have a monster season. So, Panarin went on and played even better in Columbus. Yeah. And everybody was like, and it's the same shit, too, that they're going to say, like, oh, the Brickett's only a product of Patrick Kane. Panarin's only a product of Patrick Kane, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, shit, he's actually really fucking good." Yeah, <laughs> and I, I keep saying it like all last year, and I'm gonna still say it. I think DeBrinket ends up getting uh, Selkie votes eventually. Are you giving him your 90 point guarantee like you did last year? Yeah. Stamp boom. It was just a bad fucking start to the season. Yeah. If that season didn't start so fucking shit in those first 11 games. Telling you, I mean, he was he was like a ninety point pace. Yeah, kind of. After that, yeah, he was still almost a point per game after starting the season. The whole team started the season terribly. Just fucking woof. Ottawa's goaltending will be Cam Talbot, Anton Forsberg. Um, not great, not the worst. I think Cam Talbot better than Toronto. I yeah, think. I I. But like Toronto a has a little bit better of a defensive core. Yeah, this, this is the, but they have this is the same thing that Toronto's going to have too. It's like I think that their forwards, at least for sure, their first two lines are going to control the play so much that like they won't have to rely on that kind of goaltending. And Cam Talbot is he played in a, he had a great season the last like few years. Yeah, and I mean if he can do it again. They'll be 
they'll be pretty good. They'll be knocking on the door of the playoffs, I think. Who is that the most disrespect or disrespected goalie in the league is Cam Talbot, and then it was Mark Andre Fleury, and the second one was Cam Talbot, and yeah. then they traded to the same team, and now Talbot got traded out again. Yeah. yeah. Rough, rough stuff, man. <laughs> Trying to think of oh shit, no way. Okay, I forgot they still have Jake Sanderson too, who was their fifth fifth overall pick in twenty twenty, who can who's still like in line to make the team. Maybe not this year, but soon. And like, it's going to be another really good fucking defenseman for him. Yeah, they're. I mean, they got the potential. I think. I I like them. I don't think I like them as much as I like Detroit for having a bounce back season, though. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, man, it's tough. I think they're both in a very similar spot. That's the thing. Like, I think they're going to both have like a better seasons i just think that uh i mean ottawa's fucking gonna have the better offense i think so i just adding Giroux and adding to is is bigger to me than adding kubalik and peron and andrew cop that's fair so, yeah no i i agree i don't know there's just something like i feel i don't know if it's just the geyser plan whole thing that sits with me that it's like I just I feel I trust more what he can pull off. I don't know. I want to see Detroit and Ottawa games. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm I think I'm gonna turn into those because I think these teams are built somewhat similarly. Because like you have Brady Kachuk and then what and like Tyler Bertuzzi are basically like same pretty similar players. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean it's. Like we said, this is probably the best, one of the best divisions in hockey, and it's like you have your top tier teams that are going to just be battling out for for that Cup final appearance, and then now even your second tier, like the teams that were like the lower tier teams, are now bouncing up to be like, hey, don't forget about us. Like we are in this division too, and we're gonna yeah, absolutely nothing is coming easy in this division. We're gonna fucking year. punch you guys in the mouth. We're gonna punch you in the mouth, and we're gonna make you earn your two points, you know, kind of thing, and. That might be probably the fault. the The downfall of this division is that it's so tough that these teams are going to get their asses kicked and they're just going to run out of steam. That might be a yeah. huge thing. Come playoff time, when I mean, I get, honestly like probably five teams from this division are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, um, it's it's so possible. But then, like we said, like every every game against each other is a battle. Like you never know. Maybe the point spread is like so tight that maybe there's four teams that just end up having more points in the other division. Yeah. The only team, yeah, the only team that's really not going to do shit is uh Montreal Canadiens and it'll be on par for what they did last year. Uh 22 49 11 55 points. They end up winning the draft lottery last year. They had the best odds. They are favorites to win the draft lottery again this year. Get the best odds there. Uh, it's the three-headed race of the Coyotes, the Hawks, and Montreal. They pretty much their main thing was they added Kirby Doc. Uh, they added Shane Monahan. Shane, Sean, Sean Monahan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just Carey Price is probably not playing again this year. Yeah, that's a big. That's that's rough. Um, I just want to see. Let's they named Nick Suzuki captain. They were eight. They did make Suzuki captain. It was interesting. Um, 
I thought it should have been Gallagher, but how many? I want to know. Okay, so they played. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see what their record was with Martin St. Louis behind the bench. <clears throat> so give me like, yeah, two seconds. <laughs> no, yeah, this team is. They're not built to win. They just they're. They're pulling in Arizona right now. They're over $10 million over the cap because they're just taking on contracts too. Um, although they were able to get rid of a contract in Shea Weber to help out there. But I just, I don't. I can't count. <laughs> Here, I think to... there, there, well, yeah, I'm just trying to look at St. Louis' record when he came in. And I think they might have been like 13 and like 25, which isn't good but they only had how many wins last year 22 is... they got 22 wins last year and more like a majority of those came in the short amount of time he was there yeah can you he find what four, his record is yeah 14 19 and 4 yeah so that's the other thing that's kind of a plus for them is the fact that like now they have a full season of Martin St. Louis who like we said before in the previous podcast is like Cole Caulfield really, really shined with Martin St. Louis. So and like, he, and I think he's going to do the same thing to Kirby doc. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. I think it's very possible. Um, what else did they bring in this year? I was trying to think about that. So it was like any, any other big name. I mean, Slavkovsky, like that kid's huge. Yeah. He's that awesome. kid is that kid should not be 18 years old. He's six four two eighteen. There was the highlight like of uh, I saw online of the Canadians playing Ottawa in the prospect games, and somebody went to body him as he was coming across the top of the circles with the puck and just got like they didn't get wrecked because they both stayed on their feet, but the defender was definitely leaning over because he's like, My ribs are fucked right now. Like it, the kids, oh my God, it's going to be scary if this kid becomes anything. Like a like a really big point scorer because he's gonna be so hard to get off the puck. It's gonna be like another Alex Ovechkin if this kid can fucking put the puck in the net like like he kind of was. They think that he can, just from what he's done in other men's kind of leagues. Dude, it's gonna be scary how good this kid can be. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be too upset that uh or that they pass on Shane Wright. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. That's a big for sure. Um, yeah, but they're just going to be weak in net. They're not going to be very strong on the D. Who's their, like, who's their biggest, who's their best defenseman? Um, I don't even know. David Savard? Yeah, I guess. Who's their most expensive defenseman right now? It's Michael Matheson. Mm, damn. Oh, he signed a eight-year deal with Florida and then got traded. Oh, he got traded to Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh traded him to Montreal. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was part of the Petrie trade. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's right. They had Jeff Petrie and then they traded him away. So, I mean, they look good for the future on the forward side. I mean, when you're building around Caulfield, Slavkowski, Suzuki, Kirby Doc anyone else anyone they're else kind of yeah so they're kind of like where we're hoping the hots are going to be next year you know they they got their their big pick yeah first overall pick you know they got that guy so now they're 
getting the young guys to build around. And now it's going to be getting the complimenting players and getting them experience and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of where Montreal's at right now. I, I, just gonna, you know, just collect picks. That's what it's all about. I hope, I hope St. Louis does some magic and pulls this team up to about the 65 point range. Yeah. Get them out of, get them out of the bottom. Yeah. I don't want them. I don't want it. But yeah, like, I mean, we talked about the rest of the division, though. Like, the rest of the division's so good. Yeah. That, about that. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for Montreal to do much. Well, t- speaking of the rest of the division, we both took three teams from the Metro to make the playoffs. So at least five playoff spots open. Yes. Who are you taking? I mean, I got my list here. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Tampa for sure. Toronto for sure. Florida for sure. Uh, and then, it, and then it's kind of like, I'm thinking Boston's still going to sneak in. Cause yeah, Boston, I feel Boston. like Boston is going to like, it, it's weird because like when you're looking at the two divisions combined, it's like how do you not see Washington, Pittsburgh, or Boston at least two of the three in the playoffs? You know, yeah. So like I, I would, I could, I wouldn't doubt like Detroit or Ottawa as like sneaking in. Like it's going to come down to the wire, it, and that that's one of my favorite parts of like at the end of the season is when it's like three teams battling for like the last playoff spot or the last two. And I feel like that's going to be like what it is. I don't think it's going to be four teams with over a hundred points again, like no. each division, like they had last the entire, year, the entire division or the entire conference had a hundred points. Yeah. So I, don't not happening about, I don't see that. happening. I mean, the other the teams that were missing the playoffs got so much better. I'm going to say Detroit. Yeah. I think you're gonna sit, keep Boston and say Detroit. Yeah. Do you think Boston comes in fourth, and then Detroit fifth? Oh God, it's a, yeah, it's tough. I mean, looking at back who who I picked last week, um, Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, and then you bring in up Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of torn too. Like I kind of because I'm sticking with like you know the three and five. I'm gonna yeah. say Boston probably finishes fourth, Detroit's fifth. But realistically, I think it's going to be Boston, Washington. Still, yeah, I think you're going to kind of see those same teams, and I think, I think next season is when you're going to start seeing. I forgot who I said was going to make the playoffs in the um, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Islanders. Oh, yeah, you. I should have said Washington, because I still like I still believe that Darcy Kemper is going to have a better year than last year. I think that's part of the reason that they're going to probably make the playoffs. But whatever, I'll stick with the Islanders. Because, like, yeah, that's fine. And then I think you're right with Boston probably making the playoffs, but I think they might make it in the fifth spot. And I'm going to take Ottawa, though, over Detroit. And, I mean, at that point, too, I think it's – honestly, it's a coin flip. It's I don't think you can go wrong with either of those teams making it. But I also realistically think it's probably – I think the Atlantic is the best division. I think, though, that, like I said, I think next season is going to be the the year that the the bottom, like Detroit and Ottawa, are going to be the true like playoff threats. Like, okay, yeah. these teams are going to possibly make it. Yeah. So, absolutely. Right. Atlantic division done. Eastern Conference done. 
Yeah. We got two more episodes of division previews, one more episode for the Hawks and season predictions, and then it's playoff – or it's not playoff. Regular season <laughs> hockey, baby. I am so excited. So Let's fucking go. Anything else before we uh, head out? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this little guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up with the Hawks onesie? Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Poor kid, though, only knows bad Blackhawk hockey. He's only going to know bad Blackhawk hockey, but maybe he'll <laughs> see in his first year. Uh, hopefully, Hawks first hopefully, overall. Yeah, hopefully that's his good. memories don't kick in until after the Hawks get the rebuild going. <laughs> yeah, he's he just hopefully gets to see Bedard in a, in a Hawks uniform forever. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. So, <laughs> episode one ninety two. Uh, we'll just call it the Atlantic Division preview. We'll keep it simple, like last week. That's right. Uh, but yeah. So make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast, the Winnie City Winter Podcast. Follow the podcast on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, five star reviews on Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And hey, we're a top one hundred hockey podcast in the United States, and it's been consistent this whole this whole week. So. Thank you guys. That's that's awesome. Um, especially tight. especially now getting into the season. I mean, that's that's huge. So yeah, we'll uh we'll see you next time. Yeah. Love you boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.